The fact of the matter is, whether you've been in network marketing for years or just a few days, your family and friends have seen your opportunity and your phone is, as we call it, burnt. If you're anything like me, that's a scary thought. So the big question is, how do entrepreneurs like us, who love the network marketing profession, who no longer want to be that guy and are tired of convincing people during uncomfortable let's get coffee meetings where they say, what's this all about? How do we market in a way that aligns us with our dream clients and expands our network of upfront and transparent professionals, allowing us to get our time back, our families back, and gain a real passive asset? People like us who value impact over income, we deserve to see our visions once and for all. Join me in this podcast where we'll uncover just how to do that. My name is Eric Sablon. Welcome to Burnt Phone Marketing. What's going on, guys? Eric Sablon with Burnt Phone Marketing, and I'm super excited today. I have a special guest today. Like I say all the time, never sleep on the internet. There's so many people on the internet that you can reach out to and get your bigger circle. You know how I always say you're the average of the five people you hang out with or listen to or speak to or is in your ear? Always be reaching out to higher and higher people. So today I'm super excited. She's the CEO of Kingdom Builder. She's a graduate from CF Design School. She's got a five, she's five years in um, in the IT space. Uh, she's got an MBA, so she knows business. 18 years in the car business and 20 years of high ticket sales. But here's the cool thing. She's also a high ticket buyer. So for 20 years, she's been a high ticket buyer. Um, her goal is to help Christian entrepreneurs make money while making a difference. So please welcome Lorna Moon to the show. Welcome, Lorna. Hey, what's up? So That's happy to so be here. So Thank funny. you for taking the interview. This is so awesome. I appreciate that. This is so much fun. I love doing these things. Happy Perfect. to be here. Nice. So I'm just going to start off uh, like I do with a lot of our other clients. Is tell me a little bit about your backstory, where you came from, and you know what got you into the entrepreneur space uh, or the coaching space. Yeah, that's for sure. So you you read a little bit about my background. You know, I spent 18 years in the car business, lots of experience in sales. And what happened for me was, you know, I had been having, even though I was having a ton of success in my career. I just had this growing discontent. There was just this feeling inside me that there was something that I was supposed to be doing that I wasn't doing. And, you know, I was trying to ignore it, but it just kind of got louder and louder. So I had been doing a lot of praying and meditating and asking God to really, like, okay, what, this, what is this discontent about? Can you just show me what it is? You know, what am I meant to do here? You know, what are you trying to tell me? And so I was meditating and it was New Year's Eve and it was, December 31st, 2018. And I just got like kind of this, this, like, I call it a divine download, <laughs> just kind of this knowledge, like, okay, you know, hold on. You are, you know, like you are meant to be doing a lot more than just helping people make money. You are going to be helping people really make a difference in the world and making a huge difference in people's lives. Like God was like, hang on. Cause in a few months I'm about to turn everything upside down. So that's what happened. And I was like, okay, well, here it is. Hang on. And, you know, within a few months, you know, I was getting my coaching certification and I, you know, started my business and jumped into the entrepreneur space. That is divine download. I love it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just don't know what you're really, where your, where your North star is until you ask somebody else or something else or a greater, uh, you know, you ask him where, where yes. this might be going. 
And uh, that is that is awesome. So, and you've been helping entrepreneurs for Christian entrepreneurs. And that's what I yeah. love about, like you have this niche in this space. And um, I, I'm just gonna kind of throw the throw this out there. Sometimes, because I've, I, I've, I've seen a lot of my family and friends, sometimes the verse, money is the root of all evil, is like, a, is like an excuse for people to not like money. So as a Christian entrepreneur, and that verse always gets thrown in there, mm-hmm. how do you like overcome, not, not even overcome, how do you work that into an alignment and get the mindset right for your Christian entrepreneur? You know, you are so right. That can really be a bone of contention with people and it can be a limiting belief and they, that they kind of hold that holds them back kind of this guilt, but it's really, the verse actually says the love of money. And so it's not really, you know, you, you know, God knows that we need money in order to fo- function in this physical universe. Right. He knows that. So it's not like God wants us to be poor. No, what God doesn't want is us to put money and getting money above him. Mm-hmm. And what you see when you see that happen, and I've seen that happen in the online world where people get to this point where they just don't care as long as they get your money out of, out of you, right? They'll tell you anything. They'll do anything to get it. And that is what God do, what doesn't want. What God wants us to do is to earn money in an honorable way by providing valuable services to people and helping them. And then that's the money that's helping to build God's kingdom here on earth, right? That's why I have kingdom builders as what I do, because that's what I do. Build God's kingdom by lifting up Christian entrepreneurs and people that are doing business in the right way. That's that's perfect. I mean, I love because the mindset sometimes is limiting. But I always tell my my family and my cousin and my nieces and nephews, it's like the Good Samaritan, if you actually read the story, the Good Samaritan had the means because he was already taking care of himself. Exactly. So you can't be a good, you can't put the mask on mm-hmm. somebody else if you're struggling to actually get the air. So I, I, I just... If you read the Bible, all the way back, starting from the Old Testament, God blesses people that he, you know, that follow him and follow his commands with wealth. And, you know, back then wealth included livestock and, you know, land and seeds to grow stuff and, you know, abundant crops and all that stuff, as well as, you know, gold and silver. God blesses his people with this abundance so that they can live fruitfully and that they can also share and and help others. So if God wanted us to be poor, you would never read in the Bible that God blessed somebody with livestock and and gold and 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 you know nice garments and all these things. You would say like, "Oh, you're my chosen person here. You're living in a hut and you can beg for food." God never does that in the Bible. So that's just, you know, it's just a misconstruction and it's just things that, you know, when you just listen to what other people tell you, the Bible says versus actually reading it yourself. Mm-hmm. That's when you kind of <laughs> run into problems. <laughs> yeah, get the get the get it get it straight from the horse's mouth, is like I exactly. said. Exactly. So um, I'm going to ask you: Have you ever experienced that problem or that struggle um, with not not so much with money, but more with the mindset of you know the love of money in that 
for to help your clients? I mean, have, have you experienced that before and how did you overcome it? Oh, for me personally? Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I think I did, but it was more, it was less coming from like a, a God guilt thing versus more like a limiting belief on like how I was raised, right? So for me, the struggles that I had rooted in the fact that my parents, you know, I was one of four kids, you know, my parents didn't have a ton of money. We weren't broke, you know, but they didn't have a ton of money. And so if we got money for anything, we had to earn it. Mm-hmm. So we had to earn it for, you know, chores by doing chores. We had to earn it by whatever it is they told us to do. Right. And it was them deciding if the job was good enough and then what it would pay. And so my limiting belief was that I had to earn everything versus letting God, you know, give, provide his grace and bless me abundantly. I felt like, well, no, I didn't do enough to deserve this. So I, I you know, I, I have to work harder. I have to, you know, I have to do more. I have to provide more versus realizing that, <laughs> you know, I didn't have to kill myself to provide the value to earn, right? Like I have a lot of value and what I offer is very valuable. And it's not this arbitrary thing that I feel like I have to just completely empty my cup out before I deserve anything. So that was more what my issue was. <laughs> Wow. That, that's, that's a, that's a big nugget guys. Write that down. Ladies and gentlemen, write that down. It's like your limiting belief right there is like, I think I was looking through your Facebook profile and I think we graduated the same year. So I think like our mindsets are identical. Like we weren't, we weren't struggling. We weren't poor, but I was hustling just to hustle. Like it was, it was like, I was hustling to show my parents that I was hustling. Mm-hmm. And and I think like both of it, like the mid nineties was that like just yes. hustle to just hustle. Like, look, I'm hustling. I think that's like, what the mid nineties was. Honorable to hustle because mm -hmm. we were raised, like our parents didn't just give us stuff to give us stuff. Yeah. And now these days, I mean, even parents, I, I'm like, I've had to like deal with a lot of this in my own mindset, like seeing parents that, aren't even wealthy parents just give their kids like all this stuff. And I'm like, and not make them do anything for it. I'm like, what? They, that? they don't deserve that. And it's like, I, you know, I'm putting my own like limiting beliefs, but I was raised with of Like we have to earn, you have to deserve on like somebody else's situation. And that's, and that's not how, how parents are raising their kids these days. So I haven't had to deal with that. <laughs> it, it's tough, especially with like a nineties, a nineties, a nineties teenager is, is totally different from a 2000 teenager from a, I, <laughs> from, I, mean, I, have, I know it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, um, so you get in this thing, well, like, well, how did this person get this? They didn't deserve it. They didn't earn it. And then it's like, you know, having to realize, I mean, I, I worked through this with my own coach. It was my own coach that helped pull this out of me to realize that I had this thing that I felt like I had to earn and deserve everything. <laughs> and it had to be really hard. <laughs> right. It had to be hard. I had to like get the bad. I had to get the, the arrows in my back. I had to get the scars. I had to get the wounds. And I had to like explain my wounds and my, you know. I guys, you don't understand. I did this and I did that. And look right here. I've got this scar here from this whole thing. I mean, that's yeah. what that was us in the 90s. Yeah. You had to People pay were, your dues. Pay your, <laughs> right? That's so funny. That is so funny. That's so true, though. <laughs> so, like, I want to just kind of ask, like, 
tell me a little story about your 18 years in the car business. Cause I, I know a lot of people are like the car business is this and the car business is that. And you know, th th there's such a stigma on the car business. I'll tell you yeah. what, there's a stigma on the car business, the real estate business and MLM. There is yeah. kind of the same stigma. So yeah. tell me a, a positive story about your 18 years in the car business. And then maybe if we have some time, we'll do a negative story, but a positive story in the car business. Well, the car business taught me a lot. I mean, I can tell you that a lot of the stigma is earned, but not all of it. Um, I got out of IT when the, top, when the tech bubble crashed in 2000, right? I got into the car business because I was having a house built and I was in way too much car for my new financial situation. <laughs> And in, in, in trying to trade out of my car that I was like in this not in this good situation with to get into a cheaper car, they asked me, have you ever thought about selling cars? And I was like, well, no. Right. And but I needed money. I had I was like determined I was not going to lose this house that was being built. So I started selling cars. And this is a great coming from the from working in I.T. I didn't talk to people one on one face to face mm -hmm. like we you know, even though this was the mid nineties, like I instant messaged everyone. Like we just, I am like talking to someone face to face was like horrifying to me. Right. But what the car business taught me, what I learned in the car business, I was so, so blessed because I learned from one of the best sales trainers there was who wasn't a skeezy sleazy sales trainer. Like he taught you how to really build a relationship, build rapport with customers, find out their needs and wants, even help them uncover needs and wants they didn't even know they had and get them in the right vehicle that they were going to be happy with. So I learned incredible sales skills from some of the best sales trainers out there. I learned how to talk to people. <laughs> I learned to get over this like shyness where I had to hide behind a computer and actually physically walk up and talk to strangers. If you are a shy person, getting a car, <laughs> job in a dealership, even for six months to a year, will completely change your life. It really built my confidence and really helped me learn a lot of the abilities that I did have. And so I moved up pretty quickly. I got into to finance and I learned how good I was with numbers and then eventually um, started working for outside vendors where I was, I was calling on the dealerships mm. working for another company. Um, but it, it was such an amazing training ground for learning how to talk to people and build relationships. And like I said, so I learned how to sell the right way. I'm sure not everyone does, but I did. And for that, it was such, such a blessing for me. Well, and it sounds like to me, like you, you went into the books, you double checked, you got a coach, you followed the mentor. There was a success plan for you. And it's funny that you're, you're the mentor that you probably learned, learned from was like, Go Lorna fly. Go when you moved from inside the dealership to outside of the dealership, he was like, Lorna was my was my case study. She was the person, go. And it's hard to find those mentors and it's hard to find those coaches. And what I would suggest you guys is if you guys are getting coaching, make sure that that coaching is willing to let you go to the next level, like ascend into the next coaching program. It might not be with that person. Yeah. And I just want you guys to think about that. Like, don't get that feeling like, because they took me this far. Yeah. I need to I stay with this person. Stay with them. And yeah. if they're trying to say, well, oh, why aren't you going to renew with me? Why aren't you, you know, if they're trying to guilt you into staying with them. That's a good sign that 
this, the definitely it's it's run its course. Right. There's nothing wrong with having the same coast for years and years, but there's also when it's time for another person to be able to to, to pick up that baton because they can take you to a different place. Mm -hmm. That is that's a hundred percent. And I don't I don't think I think in the in the coaching industry it's so like that's my client. I need to stay with this client or or I have, you know, I want to make sure that I stay with this coach. And I just think that, you know, as you ascend up the ladder, there's stuff in your entrepreneur journey that changes. Oh, that's absolutely so true. And like, like you said, you changes and, 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 and it just, it happens. Mm -hmm. So that, that was a great story. I don't think we have to do, do a negative one on that one. Cause that one was <laughs> way too good. So you have a, you have a coaching program right now mm -hmm. and it talks about, I mean, you work with entrepreneurs, uh, Christian entrepreneurs and sales. So yeah. what, what do you feel right now is the, the biggest mistake that, or the biggest thing that people are avoiding jumping into, not, I'm not even saying jumping into the biggest problem people are avoiding when making the decision to hire a coach. Oh yeah. So the biggest just thing that they're avoiding, you mean like what's holding them back from hiring holding one? Them back from hiring a yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people get hung up on what does it cost? What am I spending? You know, like oh my gosh, that's expensive. And and that's expensive to someone could be five hundred dollars. It could be twenty five thousand dollars. Right. It's not really the number of what's expensive because that's all in somebody's mind. But they say like, oh, well, that's expensive. And, and how can they really help me? And maybe I should just give a therapist because, you know, I can get that my insurance to cover that. And they, they <laughs> you know, they're, they're totally missing the point, right? We have to, as we grow our business, if we want to up level, you know, and you have so many people who want to be that seven figure, eight figure entrepreneur, right? If you aren't willing to spend... 2000, 3000, 5000, 10000, whatever it is on a coach, someone who's who has the skills and help you can help you get there, you're not going to get there, right? Like you know, you see these people that are, you know, the two comma club winners or whatever like that, they didn't get there by just like you know, googling or watching free YouTube videos, right? They invested at some level with some sort of coach some sort of training program to get where they want to go. The other thing is with people, what entrepreneurs don't realize is that when you strike out in business on your own, it doesn't matter how successful you were working as an employee for another company. It doesn't matter. It is a whole different ball game because you can't rely on that little check depositing every other Friday or whatever it is, right? Like, you are the one creating your income and you are the one creating the results. And you might think, yeah, well, that's fine. I, you know, I've, I've made however much $100,000, $200,000 in my business, you know, in, in a company, I could totally do this, no big problem. But there's something that happens like inside of you, you are, you have to step up and become the person who can create that income for yourself. And it is a completely different thing than doing it working for an employer. It is a completely different thing. And this is something that I learned myself, right? Like I was very frustrated in my first few months because I'm like, 
I was making $200,000 a year. Why am I making so little? Like, this is bullshit. I should be there. I have all the qualifications. It should just happen for me. But what didn't happen for me is I had to get beyond my own limiting beliefs and those things that I talked about, about earning and, and these things that were subconscious that I didn't even realize were there. And it wasn't until I said, you know what? I'm a coach. I need to hire my own coach to work with one-on-one -on, -one on these and invested. And I can tell you, I invested, you know, <laughs> it's a badge a of honor. Money. It's a badge of honor to invest. Like yeah. you tell people how much you've invested. Yeah. I mean, I've invested tens of thousands of dollars, right? Tens of thousands of dollars I've invested. Uh -huh. And so, and you know, 10,000 for one coach, 12,000 for another coach, I've invested that money, but I have recouped that investment in the person that I've become and that what that's allowed me to create. Right. Yeah. And now I wouldn't hesitate to continue to do it because I want to continue to grow to higher and higher levels. And, you know, you have to, you have to face your own demons and it really takes a coach in order to do it. And the reason is, is because you can't see your own demons. It's like, if you're in a picture frame, you know, you can't see the picture, right? Like yeah. you need yeah. that person sitting across from you that's saying, Oh, I hear this, that you're saying, I can see that this is something that's holding you back. Let's dive into that. And you might be like, Oh wow. Right. It, it's like, it's kind of like magic. <laughs> I call this like magic. It's like, I'm always amazed when my coach pulls something out that I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't even realize that was there. Um, but it takes that in order for you to become that person who can become that. Some people have never earned six figures, you know, six figure, that seven figure, that eight figure earner. It, it, it requires someone to help you see your blind spots. Right. It's so, so important. That's so, um, when we, uh, when we launched our business, um, the founder of drop funnels, we got on an interview with him and he said the exact same thing. He said it in a different frame. He's like, sometimes you can't read the label if you're in the bottle. <laughs> so true. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like that. Like, that stuck with us. He also said, cause we were selling, a, a, I think it was a $97 product. He mm -hmm. goes, you're going to put the same amount of work into a $97 product as you do because you guys are you as you do in a 997, a 497, a 5k offer, you are mm -hmm. going to put the same amount of energy in there. He goes, this is the difference you're going to get a different client. Mm -hmm. $97 you spend at dinner. Yeah. You got to, and, yep. Let's go to dinner. Yeah. 97 and I, I say that everybody out there that I don't go out to dinner for $97 all the time but if you do it like last night our dinner we went to a nice restaurant it was just under 200 bucks for my wife yeah. and I. Mm -hmm. that is like that is like a dinner if you got a, if you have a family with kids you can go to Olive Garden and spend $97 easily yeah, right. yeah $97 and you can and nobody got the all you can eat anything no exactly right yeah, it's it's so true. But yeah, I, I, I love what you said about uh, the coaches and being able to invest the, the the money into getting better and getting your getting to a next level. And yeah. I think this whole interview is talking about guys understanding the next level of your business and what's holding you back. And 
you know, this is not a hundred, this is not scripted. This is real, yeah. real, like two coaches talking about the problems that we're seeing out there. So like, mm. Lorna, this has been an awesome interview. So I got a couple other questions. Um, sure. I know you created a, a solution for the the Christian entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think, what do you think, like, if you were going to restart, how would you structure it? How would you structure, like, your ascension model or your levels for your different, uh, for your different clients? Like, how would you structure it and, and what would it look like? Like, if you decided to make an adjustment. If I started to make adjustment in my business? Hmm. In, like, the course, in, like, the course flow. Like okay. Yeah. yeah. And like the course flow. So I, I mean, I work with people right now. I work with people one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. And, and the reason I choose to work with people one-on-one -on -one, and I, you know, I've had tons of people tell me, you need to, you need to develop a course and you need to develop a mastermind and you need to do this and you need to do that. And bottom, and cause you can scale it better and this and that bottom line is where I'm at in my business right now. I really, really enjoy working with people one-on-one. -on -one. Mm. I think to me, and it's probably because I choose to hire people to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that to really dive in and dive deep, and this is what I like to do, deep, deep coaching, right? And to really provide what my person needs, that needs to be, for me, done one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. I think that group um, programs have an absolute benefit and when I work with clients that also want a group type of experience, I will refer them to do in conjunction with our work, a group program that I know will provide what they're looking for. Yeah. But for me, I'm just a custom, custom bespoke coach all the way around because I have clients that I work purely on, on mindset and business with just like mindset and like marketing strategy and, and, you know, figuring out, you know, who it is they want to serve, how they want to serve it. I have people that I build funnels for that really need the tech help. And, you know, you know, I'm not trying to build like a, you know, 30 page website for people. I will totally have them outsource that. And I have wonderful people who can do that. But as far as like a, a simple, you know, simple funnel to bring in leads or simple sales page funnel or whatever, you know, that's something that I'll actually even do for them because I'm, I'm good at that and I enjoy the tech and I enjoy that part of it too. So some people I'll, I'll help them with the technology and choosing the things that are going to work for them, the solutions that they can manage on their own and help them get out of the tech overwhelm and letting that like hold them back from their business and then work on their offers and how they're going to deliver it. So because of that, you know, just no Christian entrepreneur is the same. Some people are just, just starting out brand brand new. Some people are, you know, are a year or two into their business, but they're looking to grow it a little bit more, looking to add some additional products. And I just, I can't deliver what I do in a group format. So when I have people that can benefit from that, I have them join a group program that matches what will complement our work. And that, that's one thing that as a coach, I like to do is like, if, if, if my program doesn't fit for what they're doing it, or it complements, definitely mm -hmm. send them to somewhere where if the client is asking for group coaching or if the client's asking for one-on-one -on -one coaching, if you're a coach and you're inside the groups that you should be in, yeah. you can refer them to someone that fits their needs. 
Exactly. People out there that you'll be able to like I mean, the referrals will come back. Like, yeah, like being in scarcity mindset where they're like they're my client and I'm not gonna like let them see anybody else's program. That doesn't do them any service at all. I mean, that does not do them service at all. Right. Right. Now, shiny object syndrome. You got to be careful on. Like, don't go. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. And that is a thing too, that can really not only drain people's wallet, but drains people's energy and leave them spinning and confusion and overwhelm and actually not getting their business going and not making money because they're, they're so busy taking all the courses. And I get it. It's noisy out there right now. Y'all, everybody wants a piece of your wallet and everyone is using the psychological triggers to make you think that they have the one that just that one missing piece that you need. And if you just invest 997 with them today, in a couple weeks, your problems will be solved. I can tell you that's probably not the case, right? It's probably not the case. Unless it's like, you know, oh, I really just need to learn how to design funnels. And then you see, you know, like Catherine's program that I took and you're like, oh, that's just the one missing piece that, that I really need to do, learn how to do this. And I want to learn how to do this, but that's, you know, not normally what, how people get sucked into these things with signing no. shiny object no. syndrome at all. And so, yeah, it's, you know, and that's why, you know, working with a coach and saying, okay, you're, you're even just evaluating like, okay, what is this program offering and how does this actually match up to what I need? Don't get sucked into the FOMO and you got to buy now and the timer's ticking down, like, you know, really, Ask yourself, like put your hand on your heart and ask yourself, is this program going to benefit me? And is this program going to make me money? Is this going to enhance my skills? And if the answer isn't a resounding yes, then just pass on it for now. It's going to come back around. Yeah. Even, you know, I know like Marie Forleo's B schools, I, you know, I've done that program. And so I, they're, they're recruiting right now, right? Her ads, her little face popping up everywhere, you know, and her big thing is it's only once a year. It's once right. a year. Don't miss out. Well, guess what? If you decide, if this is not the right time for it, it will come around next January. You will see your face all over again and you can take it then. If you decide that's what you need, <laughs> you don't need to jump on it because it's just once a year. <laughs> you might, have, you might have grown into the person that you needed to be to start that program. Exactly. Like, exactly. And and you know our um, our ads people, they know what they're doing. They know when you clicked on certain things. They know all that kind they, of stuff. That's why you, when you surf all over the internet, you these things, these ads are following you everywhere. everywhere. They're, <laughs> it's, they're retargeting. You saw it. You paused on it. Now you see Marie Forleo everywhere. You close your eyes at night and there's an ad for Marie Forleo in your eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook is infiltrating your eyelids. <laughs> so funny. That is so funny. So <laughs> This was a great interview. Thank you for your time. Like where, where can the audience like find you? I'm going to put it in the show notes, Sweet. Um, but where can the audience find you? I mean, are, are you doing anything? Like, I know that you work one-on-one. -on -one. Are you doing any, like, um, I don't know. Do you have any like uh, free offers or anything like that that you want to push the audience to? Um, I don't at this, at this particular second, but my website's lornamoon.com. Um, I'm, I'm working on something that I'm going to, I'm going to put on there as a downloadable. It's not ready yet. Maybe by the time this airs, it may be ready. You'll just have to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have my YouTube channel. You can find me Lorna moon on YouTube. Um, I'm on Facebook, Lorna moon. There's a link to my YouTube channel and all that stuff in there. 
I do lives most most weekdays. I do lives, and um, I, they're also I put stuff up on YouTube. So I'm talking about a lots of different things that are relevant to our industry, and so there's some good um, free nuggets of wisdom that are that are there. So what I'll do is I'll put in the show notes. I'll put all of your your handles. I'll put on your Facebook handle your website. I'll also put on your YouTube channel. And then I'll actually link them to the, the one that I watched yesterday. Oh, um, yes. About sales. The sales one was on point. I was like, wow, that was that was money. So I'll put that in the link. So that way, guys, if you want to learn a little bit more about sales and like the mindset and then like what not to do, like she, Lorna tells a story about how, you know, you're just going to have to listen to it. You're going to have to watch it because don't be that guy just yeah. don't, or that gal. So I want to thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. This is perfect. 31 minutes. We went deep into a lot of different things, guys. So make sure that you always, you know, always listen to the outro because I always give something away for free. Um, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Lorna talked about it. Like it's, it's, it's all about the mindset and the action and coaching. And if you're on the fence about getting a coach, if you're on the fence about doing stuff like that, reach out to one of us and we'll point you in the right direction. I mean, we'll ask you a few questions because that's what good salespeople and good coaches do. And if you're not a fit for us, you may be a fit for her. If you're not a fit for her, you may be a fit for somebody else that we can connect you with. So don't be shy to reach out to us on Facebook. We're open to that. So just make sure you listen to the outro. Enjoy it. Thank you guys for your time and attention. And I'll see you on the next episode of Burn Phone Marketing. Bye. Are you tired of those lame Facebook groups that provide no value? Well, our Facebook group is awesome. Go to unlockthefbgroup.com and get access to our Facebook group where you will be able to find interviews of top network marketers and Q&As where you can jump in and talk to them live. We also have massive training. We provide a bunch of free tools. So jump into that group. Again, that's unlockthefbgroup.com. We'll ask you a few questions in mini chat because that's what we do. And make sure that you're not a spammer and get you into the group right away. So again, go to unlockthefbgroup.com and don't be a spammer.